I'm Dawn. And I'm Tracy. And we are Real Women. So, hello and welcome once again to the Real Women podcast show. And um, we're actually just here today to introduce some really amazing people because we're handing the reins over to them. And um, if you're watching on video, you'll already see them on screen. The wonderful Tony and Nikki V, the record holders. Um, their previous podcast episode is our highest downloaded episode. But we're giving over the podcast to Tony and Nikki V, and I'm going to let them explain exactly what they're going to share with you. Over to you, Tony and Nikki. Well, hey, welcome uh, to this fantastic podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm saying it's fantastic only because I know what we're going to talk about. And what we're <laughs> going to talk about is hopefully going to blow your socks off. We're going to talk about three amazing things, which is love, sex, sex. And intimacy. intimacy. So, <laughs> so Nikki, be gone. Yes, hello, do. and thank you again for having us, the wonderful Tracy and Dawn. Um, yes, we. This is our specialised subject. Tony and I have been teaching, sharing, coaching um, singles and couples um, on this oh-so sometimes challenging part of life uh, that we like to call love, sex, and intimacy. Um, and yeah, today we are really going into the detail of the foundations that cause this subject to sometimes be the cause of our uh, the cause of our greatest joy, and that sometimes it can be the cause of our pain. Yeah, so I think the first thing we're going to get Nikki B to do is to ask you a couple of questions because it sort of sets the tone of where we're going. If you rather than you know just like listen um you're gonna go right let's get some skin in the game sometimes you might want to if you got grab a piece of paper and a pen that can yeah. be actually quite useful because you could refer back to it so if you do take if you are a bit of a note taker i have to say i'm not but come on nikki what's your number one question yeah so well first of all i want to ask you um to think about this for a moment am i single in which case Normally what we do, don't we, if we're in a live situation, is we get people to put their hands up and ask them to have a look around, see if there's anybody they like the look of. I don't um, know, there might be notes at the bottom you could write in and be. say, I'm yeah. single, you know. Yeah. I'm single. Um, and or, are you in a relationship? Okay, so think about it. Am I single or am I in a relationship? And then thirdly, or are you not really sure? And I think that's the reason why we love this subject and why we want to assist you as much as we can today in the time we've got because this is a complex subject and sometimes we are either in the beginnings of a relationship or maybe we've just come out of a relationship or maybe we're long-term single or maybe we're in a relationship but mm, we're maybe not living together or but it's a complex subject and what we want to do is give you as much as we can today my husband is absolutely amazing at explaining very simply something which I believe will stay with you for life. So the question, come on, what's the question? The question on a scale of 0 to 10. Yeah, come on. On a scale it. of 0 to 10, if you're in a relationship, what zero being this is the biggest nightmare of um, that you can, you, you don't know what to do, shall I stay or shall I go? Um, nor is just it's terrible it's painful and 10 is it's everything you could have possibly dreamed of in what a relationship would be like what's your number so think about that number write it down write it down down, and maybe sometimes people say once they've listened to what we're going to share with you sometimes they uh, change that number either up or down but some mostly down and also what you're really understanding is where you're at without having to explain in great detail what's going on in your relationship and also there will be things in the gap and what we're trying to get to you today in as quickly and as simply as we possibly can is how you deal with what's in your gap if you're a you know tony always says oh you tell me about the um the the love zones yeah let me ask the the single people we've got to do the singles okay so if you're single i'm asking you the same question but think about this how ready do i feel to get into a relationship scale of naught to ten naught 
I don't feel ready at all. I'm still reeling from what happened in my previous relationship or I'm still actually in contact with my previous relationship and really I'm not ready at all if I'm really honest. Or 10 is, I have taken time to look at myself. I've taken time to understand what went wrong before and I am really ready for a relationship. Then you're a 10. So what's your number? Write it down. And again, what's in the gap is what we want to cover today indeed indeed so uh, we did uh, create uh, this you know sometimes it, it i think it is a little bit cheesy but you know call me cheesy i like cheese and i'm a bit cheesy so um <laughs> so but but this can be really really useful because it's quite simple so you've got your number written down if you haven't if you've got it in your head but i would write it down it's really good because it's like this is where i'm at it's like the truth it's what came out of you so it's like knowing where you are makes life so much easier because what we want to do is we want to find out, as Nikki said, what's in that gap what, and what's a pathway to move you towards where you would like to be, you know, whatever that is for you. So we created this thing called the love zones. So there are four zones in the zero to 10. So if your relationship or if you're single and you've scored yourself as a one or a two, we call this the emergency zone. Yeah. So if you were, if it was your health, if this was your health, you should be phoning the ambulance and getting them to come and take you to the hospital because it's like an emergency that you sort it out. This is probably, it's more of an emergency if you're a couple. And if you're a one or a two, you're really likely to be going, you know, one of you's already left or you, you know, one of you's got your suitcase ready to go or in your head you're already out or you've but, told them they're out. All of this is, yeah. is, is like the worst place to be. Now, if you're single... Yeah, I was going to say, if you're single and you're at a one or a two, it's still emergency because the likelihood is you're in a lot of pain because of something that's happened in a previous relationship or you're in a lot of pain because you're feeling so lonely and isolated. And so it is an emergency because pain, it's a bit like the analogy, it's a great analogy mm -hmm. for being ill, is you're going to be in a lot of pain. Yeah. And therefore it is an emergency that you get something today to have you move that number up. Yeah, and if you're single, the last thing you want to do is get in a relationship when you're a one or a two. No. Because what you're most likely to do is meet somebody else who's a one or a two. So this is not a great start to a relationship. So if you're single, you're looking, right, I need to get myself up the scale. If you're a couple, you need to be going, right, what are we going to do? Now, um, if you've scored a three or four, we, we call this the danger zone. Now, the danger zone, this, the challenge with the danger zone is often there's not enough pain to make you do something. In other words, it's, it's, you've not quite got to the emergency. Nothing's working well. You know, we talk, uh, you know, we call it love, sex and intimacy. Intimacy and, and, and sex have tended to be diminished to zero. And when you're a couple and there's no intimacy or loving going on. Or um, unhealthy intimacy. Yeah, that this is such a drain on a relationship. It's like a gap, you know, a gap has grown between you. And what's generally happening is you're thinking, if this is you, you're thinking that they're the problem, but they're thinking that you're the problem. So when people phone us up, you know, uh, the first thing they ever talk about, um, and this is it's in 20 years, no one's ever phoned us up and gone, this is me, I'm the problem. They don't. They always phone up and they start talking about the other person. And what they're trying to say to us is, could you stop them doing what they're doing that I don't like? That's really what they're saying. But of course, if we were to speak to the other person, the other person's really in the same situation. And, that, and when you're at a three or a four, sometimes the pain's not intense enough for you to take action. But we absolutely encourage you, if you've written a three or four, things are not gonna get better on their own. The thing is, you don't know why you're a three or four. You think, or most likely to think, it's they're the problem. But actually it's much more complex to that because think about it, when you were at school, you know, we were busy learning geography, history, maths, English, whatever it was, did anybody ever teach you how to be in an intimate relationship? And yet, no. Did anyone teach you um, how to be a parent? No. Did anybody teach you how to deal with money? A lot of relationships break down because of money challenges. So these three fundamental things were left off our school and university curriculums and we were sort of left out there for this big chunk of life where you, you're looking to have a loving, intimate relationship um, with no information. 
no, we, you know, we're just doing the best we can. So we always say, look, most people are doing the best they can, but they don't know what to do next. And what they tend to do is, is think they know what the answer is and it's not working, so they do it more. They do it more. They turn the dial up even more. But both of you are turning the dial up. So when you're a three or a four, the only way you're likely to go is down. You're never going to go up unless yeah. you do something different. So and and with singles, just as you were yeah. saying that, I was thinking, well, how does that you know? Because because often when we're talking about these uh, zones, we're talking about being in a relationship. But when you're single, the most likely thing, if you've scored a three or a four, is you've somehow. You've somehow found a coping strategy, and that's normally running some sort of addiction. Mm. So if you're single, you're finding ways to feel slightly better about being on your own, or you're looking at being in a relationship and you're sort of probably going to settle for something that's not, you know, good enough to keep you, you know, to, to meet your needs and to have you have a fantastic relationship. But of course, these addictions like alcohol, like food, like smoking, like gambling, like anything and if we can't start talking about you know um i know tracy uh, i'm looking at tracy now going you know can i go there i know the answer's there but of course if we get to addictions in terms of this subject whilst we're talking about what happens when you're couples in a couple a couple in a relationship that often that can be um you know unhealthy sex or um uh you know no sex or finding connection with someone else outside of the relationship with affairs and all that. I mean there's so much of that subject but as a as a as a single person um what tends to happen sometimes is some people get addicted to porn or they get addicted to having one night stands or things like that I mean this is why we call it the dangers to, to dating sites yes. as well which can be a, a yes. complete minefield you know yes. I'm, I'm, the dating sites will always come up and show you people that have done great and met someone but honestly we've been involved with dating sites and I can tell you the success rate is actually very very low um, but very you know there are some great stories out there the other thing if you are single and you've scored a three or a four you could go back to if you say for example you're divorced or you've been in a relationship or you're in and out of relationships yeah. look at you know maybe score those relationships that you're now not in you yeah. know and think about well what was i doing that you know in that relationship that was giving me that score so that's just an interesting thing if you're single as well yeah. but so in the same we, way it will go down yeah, eventually it will go down, go down yeah. because you've you've got a coping strategy somehow to make it you make yourself feel better mm. but actually the likelihood the danger zone the danger zone is that you're going to get into a relationship that's not healthy with somebody else who's yeah. in the danger zone yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's what most commonly happens exactly. which is bizarre really but it, it, it's true now if you score five six or seven this is such an interesting zone um, because it's where you need to take some action, but where almost nobody takes any action. We call this the okay zone. So when, when a relationship, um, or even if you're living alone, if you're, if you're okay, if you're okay, your desire to do something about being when you're okay is actually quite low. But I, I promise you, we helped a couple last year who were uh, single, and they bought a house together. They've done this sort of classic thing. They're quite young and they've, they've bought a house together and they're going to get married. OK, but they started before the, the marriage, a few months before they started to not get on very well. And they moved towards us and said, you know, we, we booked the wedding, but actually we're not getting on very well. And we're not really sure whether we think we should get married. So we asked them the question, what score are you? And they scored a seven and an eight. A seven and eight so we were sort of just on the top of the okay zone because if you add them together we got 15 it's seven and a half you know so i'm going well you know we're in the okay zone so anyway they did what we're going to show you you know we're going to show you how to get love sex and intimacy at sort of the very first bit of education that if you really take this on board really learn it understand it get it in intellectually but then live it which takes a bit more time, sometimes a bit of help, um, then then everything changes. So they, they watched us on something like this. And um, from what we shared, they lowered their score to a four. Mm. So they thought they were a seven and an eight, but actually they were, when they were truthful with each other and themselves, they were like a four. Anyway, in the few months, 
we ended up going to the wedding. Um, uh, we managed to get them to like an eight, and we've worked with them since. They, you know, keep working away, working away, because remember, they've got no information. They're doing the best they can. And they've got a blended family as well, so it's all very, in, you know, it's not easy in the modern world. You know, we've got the money thing going on. All these things are going on. So to get yourself to an eight, nine, or 10, we call this the, the ultimate love zone. If we could get you to an eight, nine, and 10. So if you're already in an eight, nine, or an eight, or a nine, you might go, well, my gap's very tiny. But I would still encourage you to go, there's still more you don't know. There's stuff that you can learn that's out there, you know, either from us or others, that you could put the icing on top of the cake, you know, or the cherry on the top of the icing on the top of the cake type The other thing. thing I think about the OK zone, whether you're in a relationship or you are um, single, is that this um they're probably thinking just tell us the thing tell us the thing the yeah. reason why it's absolutely important for us to explain this is because of the okay zone yes because if you're in the okay zone you sort of think oh yeah i haven't got all those dreadful problems that everybody seems to have that that tony and nikki are talking about but the danger is well, no, i'm talking about the danger zone now the okay zone means that you are just if you're single you're just waiting you're just waiting. You're not looking in any way at how you're showing up, um, whether you're a man or a woman. And if you're in a relationship, again, you're just hoping, like this couple were, that actually they could just learn a few tips and mm. you know stop the argument about one particular situation or whatever that was. It's never, ever that simple. And the thing that we're going to share with you um, isn't just it's almost like it's such a foundational tool that we have people um go this has changed the whole of my life it's, it's like it's had an impact on every part of my life tony you know nikki i've just given you a my score for my intimate relationship life whether i'm single or in a relationship but actually if i asked you that same question i said think about it for a moment on a scale of 0 to 10 what's your number for the whole of your life no, no, it's awful. It's a struggle. I'm in, I'm in absolute desperate state. And ten is, it's fabulous. Everything's going great. You will have a number, and even then, you might be in the okay zone, and you might go. So now I'm just waiting for my relationship to get better, or I'm waiting for it to come along. This is such a fundamental thing that we've um, found, and Tony's found this amazing way to explain it so that you get a real sense of where you are right now and what you need to do today to make a difference to the whole of your life, let alone to the intimate part of your life, love, sex and intimacy. Okay, let, let's do it then, let's do it. I think exactly. we've kept them teased long we've enough, teased but look, for it's good, you've got your number, you know where you'd like to be and you know where you are, so hopefully in the next however many minutes we've got, we're going to share something <laughs> that could like go, wow, okay, I get it. So, um, so the first thing is that there are what I call three buckets of information, three places you can look for information. The first one is is really what I call the science bucket. Now, most of the information that we look for today comes from the science bucket. Now, I, I don't want to sound anti-science, uh, but I can tell you that Einstein, I mean, it's going to be the Tony V version of what Einstein said, mm -hmm. but basically, in short, he said science is always wrong. It's always wrong. Because to think about it, science is like, it's a study. So what you, what you found out today, so like in the 1500s, um, everybody thought that the world was flat. Well, we now know it wasn't. But that was breaking, breaking edge science had us as being flat. And there are many, many, many examples. Even some of Einstein's stuff has now been proven not to be true. But it just, you know, so look, it's a bucket we can go to. The problem is that a lot of us want to go there because we want to have proof and evidence before we take any action. So we tend to fish in that bucket. So just be thinking about that. Am I, am I fishing in the, the science bucket for evidence and proof that what you're going to be talking to us about does work? Yeah. When we wrote for magazines, we used to write a lot for magazines. One of the top magazines on the shelf today asked us to do a two-page spread in the middle of their magazine, but they wanted to tell us what to write. 
and what they didn't want to hear what we're going to share with you they wanted us to do the top 10 tips to have a great relationship I said honestly like it's a great opportunity for us you know to have two pages of, of free PR let's call it you know um, in the end we we bowed down and said okay look we think being in your magazine is probably more valuable than not being in it uh, we did them top 10 the top 10 tips none of them work none of them work in fact somebody actually wrote to the magazine and said look, i tried tip number four it didn't, <laughs> didn't work. work yeah but she's it's because tips don't work so the science bucket is and the magazine's definitely the paper so if you go to that obviously websites now they all tend to do that sort of stuff and the answer doesn't lay there so then you've got what we call the alternative bucket now we often are working in the alternative bucket um we are coaches so we are not psychologists um, we have studied a lot of psychology but we don't have a certificate for that we have a certificate for being master coaches which is a different style it's a different way to look at life and coaching comes from asking you questions so for example getting you to write down what number you are is a very powerful thing for you to have a realization of whereas if you looked at a top tip and said right okay let me try that tonight that's less valuable because what we're looking at is whatever number you've written down unless it was a 10 probably aren't listening if you're a 10 um, is is we're looking at what's in your gap because the secret to life lays in the gap between your number and 10 it's that's the bit where we don't know so we're working in a way that we call it the alternatives there are many things in the alternatives I always think of Reiki and stuff like that you know yoga there's so many things but we're sort of you know some of us are in that bucket we tend to put our world in that bucket. Now then there's what I call the, the woo-woo bucket or the esoteric bucket. Now we do a lot of stuff in there. Now what I love about the woo-woo bucket is it's what I call experiential. So you have to try it on. Um, if, you, if you learn something, you try it on, you actually do it, and then you experience what you get from that. And what you get from that can guide you, guide you to the next step. So. We're going to do a bit of alternative and a little bit of woo-woo. And we've got a lovely little um, teddy here um, who's come to help us with this. So I have um, a tool there. Um, and this is very in the alternative bucket. So let's think of it like this. So here I have a can of fizzy drink. Okay. And here I have uh, a bottle of innocent smoothie. Sorry about the advert. There are other brands available. Um, anyway, so think about the difference. Now, the first thing I will say to people is just want you to think about this is that there's two of you in there. Yep, there's two of you. Some people have got three, maybe four, um, you know, different personalities working away in the background, but you've definitely got two of you. And the, the two of you are represented by these. Yeah. So if I, if I shake the fizzy can of, of drink and then open the top, what's going to happen when I do that? Yeah, we all know that if I then open this, it's going to spray everywhere. So this part of you is active. You have a part of you inside you that when something happens, somebody metaphorically shakes your world, then actually, how do you react? is there a part of you that like you know reacts badly let's call it yeah now i've got some words to describe the different types of reaction or if somebody rocks your world um or do we stay still so i could shake this juice as much as i like when i open the bottle it still stays still it stays calm so actually when i think of this in terms of how many people live what we call a reactive life if they get shaken up what do you do what's the action what's your behavior what's your emotionality what happens would you believe that 96 percent of all humans are re what we call reactive so they're much more like the fizzy can something goes wrong they have a, a an instant reaction that's not really it doesn't work for them and it doesn't work for the people that are around them so i i heard um once it's a great saying that imagine um if you open this and misery was there you know misery was your emotional response the first person to experience your misery is of course you 
the challenges that everyone else around you also experiences misery. So it's like, but you feel it first, it's your pain first. So here, there is no misery. This is the calm you. This bit exists in all humans. You know, and you look around the world at the moment and you go, hold on a minute, there's, there's like Russians and Ukrainians, we've got, you know, people in the Middle East, you know, they're all being reactive to the point where in that situation, people are killing each other because of their reaction to what each other is saying, doing, and all of that sort of stuff. But in an intimate relationship situation, the same is happening, it's just on a much smaller scale. There's just two of you, and you're, what you are like is like two of these. But 96% of the population are doing this, because they don't, and they don't know they're doing it. They have come to think that this is how humans operate, because nobody taught us. They just think, right, I am, you just said that, you've blamed me, and now I'm gonna defend and justify myself, and I'm gonna blame you back. And we're doing this without even realizing that we're doing it. When actually, if we learn to be calm, and remember only 4% of the planet, of people on the planet know how to do this. Now, if you're single, I always say, now imagine girls, or if, especially if it's girls, uh, because we help a lot of girls on our Letting Find You program, you know. What would you rather meet as a man? Do you want to meet someone that's a bit explosive? Or do you want to meet someone who's nice and calm and loving and gentle and loves you for exactly how you are and all that sort of stuff? Well, you're not going to say to me that you want to meet one of these. So, um, you know, how do you meet Piers? Well, one of our favourite questions well, was going, do you know, how do I meet one of these then? Do yeah. you know, like, I was just thinking when you were just talking that, that I was just wanting to help relate back to what you talked about, the science bucket or the alternative yes. bucket, because in the science bucket, here's what, if you if you like to call it that here's what people say they go you know if you're a couple and things are not great you need a date night you need if you're a bloke you need to buy her flowers if you're a woman you need to you know not moan if he goes and plays golf i don't know and that is what our equivalent to the science bucket it's like a fix-it situation if you're single it says go on a dating site and the dating site will match you up with somebody who has the similar um interests and everything mm. right that's that bucket what we're talking about here really can you it, I hope, hopefully you're starting to understand that is that if you go on a date night but you're still both of you reactive to each other basically whatever happens a trigger is going to happen that will cause you to as tony said those are just examples to you know and tony will give you the different words of how you're reactive but also you know to defend or justify or to tell each other what you think about what they have just said or whatever any reaction on out on a date is going to ruin that date if you're on a dating site and you find somebody who also likes cats use the cat word for because for, i love these cats um and and then you go out and you meet that person if you are reactive the likelihood is the other person because it's because there's only a very small percentage of people who are living here right is it's not going to be a healthy experience and of course what we're trying to say here is very simply be honest with yourself you know how much to how much do i react so maybe it is time to to give yeah, them what those words are like and and what do you mean tony and nikki for that how would it be if i ha found a way to be my my well they call it nowadays the best version of myself but the calm the still the the person who's non-reactive basically so i think that's where for, for couples or, or in a relationship or singles, it's exactly the same. It's like, are you going to be this or are you going to be that? Yeah, so obviously single girls um, definitely will all say to me, how do you meet one of these then? And the yes. simple answer to that is don't be this yourself. So you have to learn how to deactivate the reactive you. So let's just talk about what the react. Oh, just one second though. Go on. the, you're just hit, hit the thing on the head, which is I've just said, and Tony's, well, Tony's just said, how do you meet one of these, right? 
And 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 on our Let Him Find You program, we often go, look, every time you write a vision, you write a vision or you write a list of all these qualities, kind, calm, you know, got their life sorted, you know, you name it, what you're, what you're writing here. The difficulty is that, and then they go, well, where do I find those people? Our answer is you don't find those people. You work on you to get you here first. But the other thing is they go, oh, you know, women will go, well, there's no great men out there. And we go, well, how many are you looking for? You're only looking for one. But before you start looking or before you start being showing up on a dating site or showing up in life, you have to understand and be honest with yourself. Are you there yeah. or here? Remember, they're, they're, you'll attract. You'll attract whichever you are. So if you yes. want to attract one of these, you have to be one of these. So that's where the learning is on the Let Him Find You program. And maybe that does sound woo-woo. Yeah. If you're you know, couples... You, you, you yeah. said it as if yeah. it's so... You know, it is a woo-woo philosophy to say what you put out there, you attract. But yeah. you will have heard, I'm sure, you know, you will have heard... Um, what you put out, you get back. What you know, how you show up is what you're going to attract. All that, but it is in the woo-woo bucket. We do yeah. understand that. So let's give you some examples so that you can check whether you're in the 96% bucket or you're in the 4% bucket. Yeah. So um, let's just write down. Hopefully you've got a pen and paper. Just write down the word blame for a second. Yeah. Just write the word blame. Yeah. Now, um, just I'm going to ask you a question, and if you if you agree with the question, um, well, if you do it, oh, I'm going to ask you because I'm, I'm in my head. I'm getting it the wrong way around. Right. So I'm going to say, um, do you like being blamed? So if you like being blamed, put a tick. If you don't like being blamed, put a cross. Yeah. So word blame, you've either now should have a tick or a cross. A, a tick, I love being blamed. A cross, I hate being blamed. Yeah. Good. So I know that I have asked audiences when we speak live, um, you know, thousands and thousands of them over the years, no one's ever put their hand up when I've said, do you like being blamed? Now, the next question is, do I, have I ever in my life done blaming? You know, mm. if we're in a couple and it's not working very well, have you any time or are you um, blaming the other person for what you're experiencing that, that you don't like? In other words, you've gone, look, if you were to stop doing that, I'd be fine, yeah? And of course, they'd probably be doing the same. So the thing is that most people, well, no one likes being blamed, but blame plays a huge role in our relationship life when it's not working, yeah? So, um, next question, write down the word control. Control. So, um, it's the same question. Who here likes being controlled? So if you like being controlled, put a tick. If you don't like being controlled, put a cross. <coughs> so, I'm sure, because I've asked thousands and thousands of people this question, nobody puts their hand up when I say, who here likes being controlled? So then you have to say to yourself, and of course, if you're single and you, you're now out of a relationship, you're divorced or whatever, you go, yeah, oh, look okay. back at the old relationship, which look, I know you're already doing, yeah. thinking back to the old relationship. So ask yourself, so yeah, did I do, did I in any way, did I feel controlled? You might be going a big tick for that. But did I in any way try and control them? You see, if you're trying to get them to do it your way, you are trying to control them. You're trying to change them. You're trying to change them. Well, people don't like being changed. They, they, you know, in fact, it's one of the biggest challenges is that we as individuals don't really like change until we maybe learn this sort of stuff and go like change is if I were to change me from this to this, mm -hmm. is it possible that I have a, have a completely different experience? Well, yes, is the answer to that. So a mm -hmm. few more words that you could put down. So um, write the word worry down. Okay, now just tick the word if you've ever worried about anything. Put a big cross if you've never worried about anything. Yeah? Now, I always say there's 8 billion people on the planet right now. How many people do you think are worrying right now? Well, because we're a world and we're going around and we're flying through space, a third of the people, roughly, more than that, rough, but roughly a third, are asleep right now. <laughs> but the two thirds of them are awake. So how many do you reckon? But some people can't sleep. When you're worrying, just think about it. Sleep, you wake up worrying. in the middle of the night and you're worrying about something. So 
it's unlikely that you haven't got a tick there. But if you haven't, well done, you're doing great. So now let's write down the word anxiety, okay? Have you ever felt anxious? You know, if you feel anxious or if you feel anxious regularly, then maybe let's just put a tick. If anxiety is not in your life, put a cross, okay? Now let's put in the word um, frustrated. Have you ever got frustrated? If yes, so write frustrated down. If yes, give it a tick. If it's no, then never get frustrated, put a cross. Now, uh, next word. Have you ever got angry? So write the word angry down. Give it a tick if you have been angry. Um, give it a cross if you don't ever get angry. Um, and then my last word is, is depressed, okay? Now, these are all words that are like emotions. They're called emotions, and they're basically a chemical concoction inside of ourselves so when something happens outside of ourselves, um you know like something for us to worry about money's common yeah so if you're worrying about money you are creating the the experience that you're having inside of yourself because nobody actually came and injected you with the word with worry did they didn't give you you've you've done it to you you're doing worry it's not happening to you, you are doing it. Now, if you're doing it, the great news is that you can learn to stop doing it, yeah? But that's what personal spiritual development is all about. But if you're a worrier and you bring the worrying you into a relationship, the chances are you also got, your partner's gonna be a worrier or your ex-partner if you're single now and you've had a partner before, that worry, you know, how much did worry play a role in your relationship not working? So think of all these words. They're sort of deteriorating levels of negative emotionality. Yeah? So when you think of depression, can you believe right now in the UK, not far short of 20% of the population of this country, which is now 65, 70 million people, about just short of 20% of them are on antidepressants. They've been to the doctors and they're taking tablets to change their inner world um, because they don't know how to do it themselves. So that's scary, isn't it? So when you think of those few words, now we could, there's 350 of them, so we could have a big list. If you've got ticks nest to those, that means you are fairly and squarely in this bucket, yeah? And what it sort of means is that this part of you is called your ego self. So it's like a protection system. Now the word ego tends to get a lot of a, you know, bad press. Well, nobody wants to have an ego, but actually it's the ego you that runs this system. So when you're worried, you're like the fizzy drink, you know, and, and when things go wrong, you, you, you react very badly. And the way you react is normally to blame other people. And then you try and control the situation or the person, you know, and look, nobody puts their hand up to want to be blamed and nobody wants to be controlled. So when you do that, um, your chances of success are completely zero. But the challenge is we don't know what else to do. So it's like we keep pressing the same button, expecting to get a, a different result. But actually, normally things just deteriorate especially in a relationship to the point where if you're single and you've been in a relationship and you're now not together this is part of why because the two fizzy use let's call it these two emotionally uh, negatively emotionally egoic selves are basically having a relationship so it's like your ego is having a relationship with their ego and you didn't even know that so the secret to life and the purpose of this really is to go Everybody, without exception, that's, that's you know, got a bit of fizz in them, the reactive blamer, the controller, or the worrier, the frustrated, the angry, the depressed person, all of these people, if they knew how to move from here to here, suddenly, no matter, as Nikki said, this is life-changing in every area of your life. Yeah. But of course, suddenly you're a better person to live with when these things are not present. Yeah, and I think the you know the uh, the thing that I that we come across and that we share with so many couples and and people who are single is that this is made up of yes we're saying do you worry you might go well that's thoughts and you may say well you know I get angry and that's an emotion but you see the here's the here's the sad thing. So, and that all of us experience this at some level or at some something will trigger us often this will come from our childhood this will come from something that's happened in our childhood where we've 
chosen a way of reacting to it by um, you know being very quiet or being very angry or whatever it is but if you think about any reactive thing it's a thought it's an emotion but it leads to a behavior and the thing is this is where one of um, good old Einstein again he's got a phrase like actually it's probably a Nicky V version of it as like <laughs> it said. always is but yeah. he says and which is really interesting to think about he says the thinking the emotions, the strategies, and the behaviors that have got you exactly what you've got in your life, in every area of your life, is not the thinking, it's not the emotion, it's not the behaviors, it's not the strategies that are going to give you what you really want. Well, it's not going to get you it's here. It's not going to give you the future. Absolutely. So this is why we spend so much time talking about this, because it is the secret to life. And there's lots more other information that we've got about mm. relationships. But if we don't do this part, we've had people ask us, come and talk about, you know, the sexy stuff. Come and talk about the, um, which we've done with, which if you've got that podcast, you can go back and watch it. Um, um, but if they go, come and talk about, you know, differences between men and women and things like that. And we go, yes, we can. But if we don't talk about this, what we're going to, you're going to be doing is, Tony always says, you've got this, I'll leave it in there, mm. and you're going to try and put a, like a top tip or you're going to try and put a strategy that's different for men and women on top of this. And of course, the problem is it won't work for you and you'll still feel like intimate relationships are hard. They don't give me, they don't meet my needs. They don't give me what I want. And this is just going to attract more of the same. Mm. And especially if you're in a relationship, you're going to keep triggering each other so that there's the two of you doing the same thing. So now here's the great thing. When Tony teaches this in one way, he says, so now you've got all that information. Great thing is you can't know what you've just learned from, from us talking is now you are in a position of choice. Absolutely. Now people think, we all think at some points, I have got no choice. I'm in this relationship. I've got this amount of money. I've got this level of well, health. Well, we are trying to resolve it from here, don't yeah. forget. So this yeah. this is the negative thinker is trying to solve something and get a positive uh, result. That's not possible. That is the Einstein thing. So you need to learn what you... Well, I, we always say, this is a, a Yoda thing, if you've ever watched Star Wars. He says, you need to unlearn what yeah. you've learned yeah. because what you're doing isn't working. What no. you need to learn is some new stuff. So this is why we always come down to it. It's education. It's the education yes. that you never got at school. Now, So what? you need to be super, super aware of this Absolutely. so that you can go, right, if I want to improve my life, if I want to improve my relationship, now, I'm going to pin back my ears now and I'm going to go, right, so what if I decided, Tony and Nikki, that I am going to, I want to know exactly what I have to do differently than this and I'm going to have to be super aware of when I go here and know that's never going to help things, what do I do if I'm going to do something yeah. different? So, we don't want to rush you because, look, this is a little bit like, it's, you've been doing this for a long time. You could write down your age on your <laughs> yes. piece of paper and go, right, I have been X number of years on this planet and I didn't know anything about these two things. I've just discovered that actually I'm very likely to be in this 96%. Look at your score you first wrote down. If you didn't write a 10, you've definitely got some of this going on. Yes. And the lower your score, the more of this you've got going on. So, look, the thing is, we can't tell you in two seconds how to go from here to here. In fact, there isn't a how which is interesting. Um, the, the most important thing is that today you have become into the awareness, let's call it. You started to be aware that the potential of you being here um, is causing you the challenges that you've got, either as a single or as a couple. The challenges are created by living this life, which 96% of people are, and they don't know they're even doing that. So they're trying to solve the problem from this position. Yeah, this, so, this is what um, creates all stress yep. in your life. This is what creates all um, relationships not working. It creates everything that you don't want in and what your life. You, what you said at the beginning is one of the things that we do, because this doesn't feel good, is that we get addicted to things that make us feel better like Nikki gave you the list, um, alcohol, tobacco, drugs, gambling, all of these shopping 
Um, all of these things actually keep you locked in here because what we're doing is we're hoping that this little lift that these things give us will sustain us. But of course, you, you know, you have a drink, you feel a bit better, and then what happens? You know, you drop back down sometimes to further than where you were before, so you need another drink. That's why we call it addictions. All addictions get stronger ups and downs. So the trick is to go, so what needs to happen for me to, to break the habit of being a reactive, negatively charged, egoic human being, that's a lot of words, but that's sort of what we are, yeah? And what is it gonna take? So step one, so think of this like the 110 meter hurdles, yeah? What we've done is shown you the first hurdle. We've literally shown you the first hurdle. Now, if you were in the, in the 110 meters hurdles and you, um, run around the side, don't jump over the hurdles and then go through the ribbon at the end and think you've run the race, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get disqualified. You didn't win anything. You have to jump all the hurdles. Now, you are allowed to trip over a hurdle, you know, and you know, you, you, if it's a race, you, you, you have to keep going, of course. But look, you have to do one hurdle at a time. So we're saying this is the first hurdle. And the way to get over the first hurdle is to really become aware of the first hurdle. Because you didn't know you were in the 110 metres, there's 10 hurdles. You didn't know that. Now you know this is hurdle number one. So if we can get over this, we can then help you with hurdle two and hurdle three and hurdle four which is how our courses work there are 10 hurdles on the course yeah and bit by bit by bit you get to the end and you will your number whatever you've written down will have gone up it will have gone up our thing is you know uh, is to at least if you haven't written an eight nine and ten our thing is to get you to to be at least an eight if you could do our 110 meter turtles and get to an eight, you've done great. I would say eight is great, yeah? And if we could get you to a nine or a 10, it's incredible. I mean, we were finishing off, we've been working for with a, uh, with a couple for a year. When they started with us, they were like a three and a four. Um, so they were in that danger zone and we've just finished they've done their year they've, they've we've taught them all the hurdles and we said so what's your score and between them they scored scored 8.25 so look they're not a 10 and we found out very quickly what's left in the gap that they need to sort out so they're now super aware they're super aware they know all the hurdles but what we share with you today is the most important hurdle which is to be at the beginning of the race knowing there's 110 meters hurdles and knowing this is the first problem that we need to overcome and our you know the finish line is this and this has the most beautiful so i think we called it love sex and intimacy this is having probably well there is no love in here there is no love doesn't exist here um there's there's sometimes some dark sexual shit going on sorry for swearing uh, some dark sexual stuff because sex is very addictive so people get highs from having crazy sex so that's why we call it love sex and intimacy but intimacy really lives in here loving intimacy this is what we want we, this will make us feel incredible we feel fulfilled we feel loved cared for and we are loving and caring so that's that's what we're aiming for um, it is a beautiful loving caring relationship that's what we all want but we have to we have to shed this skin which isn't the real us this is the real us this is what we've learned or not been taught so we've got to unlearn this and learn this and that's what Nikki and me basically teach. We've sort of got the thumbs up for, uh, we've, well, we've run out of time. So um, how are we going to finish up? Well, I think that actually, um, I think you, I think you're right to, to say, look, don't try and take all the hurdles in one go. And I think that if we can just give you some sense of if you were to be open to look at yourself and go, where am I from what Tony, what the questions we've asked you and what, what, you know, what Tony's described, you know, how much do I do that? Actually, they lo I love that expression, you can't unknow things because mm. you will now recognize, you can't not be aware of when you next do something that would fit in that, the sparkling. The fizzy the, tin. The fizzy tin, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And therefore he also says, that you know if you are willing to quietly just now inside accept that you have been behaving in ways that have stopped you attracting the right relationship if you're single and has caused your relationship to be less than an eight um, if you're in a relationship and maybe like me you've done that multiple times in relationships before you got to this awareness 
um, to just accept that that is not a knocking yourself, you're not putting yourself down, you're just saying, okay, accept that I have been, um, I've been a co-contributor to this relationship not working and therefore some of the things that have happened that have been upsetting for me, um, I need to have a look and go, well, you know, what what was I doing that might have brought that towards me? If we go with the, what you put out there, you get back. So the, I, think the, the, I think it's important to get excited. You yes. Know, I go, this yes. is every reason to get excited. Get excited about it. As yeah. you learn this, the potential and the possibility yes. of you living in the most wonderful relationship yes. is right there. It's right there. But you, you, the key thing is you need to make the choice. So you have to press the button and say, right, I'm in, I'm in, I'm going to take some action, I'm going to move towards it. Because this information alone is fantastic, because now you can at least be aware and not unknow what you now know. But if you don't take any action, nothing's going to happen. You've just got a little bit of information in your brain that you might go, oh, that was interesting. It's no better than the top 10 tips in a magazine or in the newspaper. It's absolutely useless to you information without action Action. is a complete waste of brain space and that's why what you're saying is if you were to make that choice you're actually making a decision to take in what we've said to you and make a choice to look you know be super aware and look at things differently now you might go we haven't told us what you know what the next hurdles are what we have to learn what we have to think but actually if you just get the concept of this, already, this this other part of you yep. this other part of you is full of love this other part of you knows how to be calm knows how to interact with the world in a different way and so it's actually finding that part of you that already knows all of that but the interesting thing one of my favorite favorite sayings um in in all of the sayings i've ever heard is in the moments of your decision your destiny your future is shaped and so if you could decide right now what we're going to do is i'm sure i'm not speaking i'm probably i'm going to hand back to tracy (laughs) and then we're going to ask tracy what can we what we can put in in underneath that can give you some more information about what this part of you looks like yes indeed indeed so tracy i hope we did a good job there (laughs) (laughs) tracy You did a fab get job. I'm just trying to get to the right page on my screen. There you go. I've got to the right page. Um, you did a fab job. I was I was so engrossed in that. I, I actually let us go longer than well, than we yes, agreed. Did you notice Did you notice that the ten minutes to the, the five, five minutes, minutes was the close. longest one ever? <laughs> Um, so yeah oh yeah they were long (laughs) that was absolutely brilliant I'm so pleased you came along and took over our our show Uh, and I know we're going to have you back on again but on that note folks we will make sure in the show notes there are details for you how to get in touch with Nikki and Tony how to um, you know do some of the things they've said so to speak so make sure you get links to websites and to them Uh, but other than that on that note it's goodbye from me and And it's it's goodbye goodbye from from us us. (laughs) thank you if you've enjoyed our conversation today please subscribe and download the podcast to share your thoughts on this episode or to suggest future topics connect with us on instagram at real women podcast and thank you for listening